Sometimes you won't know what a person has accomplished or overcome until you get the chance to hear their story. I've realized that being grateful takes being intentional, and it's inspiring when you learn what others are grateful for. Welcome to the I Am Grateful For podcast. I am Hope Lavender. I am grateful for hopes to encourage people to think about what they're grateful for despite hardships and difficult situations, to choose to look past the negativity and the temptation to spread it by facilitating an atmosphere of gratitude instead. We aren't denying that life is hard and unfortunate things happen, but we are hoping to share the joy of knowing that nonetheless we can still find something to be grateful for. On this podcast, you will hear stories from people from all walks of life about the places they've been, the decisions they've made, and how those decisions have shaped them into the person they are today. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, just wanted to give you guys a little background on today's interview. I had the honor of interviewing my friend Josh um, back when he was at FIU studying as a student there. I had been going to Syracuse University for school, but when I would come home to Miami, visit family and friends, I met Josh through the campus ministry that was at FIU. And through different conversations we had, he just casually mentioned that he had gotten back from India and Dubai at a program that he was doing with his university. And I was like, what? That's awesome. I would love to hear all about that. And so I asked him if we could grab some time. And so this interview, although it's a couple years back, is about his experience and just being able to see that world through a new lens that he wouldn't have seen if he hadn't been able to get out and travel and see different parts of the world and how they do what they do. I hope this interview is encouraging to you guys. I know I was definitely surprised and learned a lot. Hey, Josh, thanks so much for making time to sit down with me and talk about who you are, the experiences you've had. I'm really, really thankful for you making time, man. Can you introduce yourself to our audience that's going to be listening? Yeah, for sure. Thank you again for having me. I mean, I'm super honored to, you know, be here right now. But, yeah, my name is Joshua Foxworth. Um, I go to school at FIU. I'm currently a senior and you know, woo woo, yeah, Those big things, big things. <laughs> yeah, so definitely happy to be here. Nice. What are you studying right now at FIU? So right now I'm studying international business with a minor in marketing, and I'm also getting a certificate in inbound outbound logistics. Wow. So yeah, doing big things. <laughs> I'm wow. trying. That's I'm awesome. Really trying. Yeah. What made you want to get into international relations? Well, two things. I like business. Well, coming out of high school, I actually took, you know, what's, I guess, like your interests are type of exam to see what your major should be in college. I did that. So business was at the top. Like computer science was like right afterwards. But ultimately, I chose business because I feel like, you know, in anything you do in life, there's like a business aspect to it, whether it be like the hospital or, you know, even the police department, you know, firefighters, there's a business into, you know, the job they do. People have to get paid. And yeah. then, yeah, <laughs> and so, and I, and I chose international business because pretty much I want to travel. Like, yeah. I, that was my thing as well. Like, I want to just really go and see the world. So, thus you have international business. <laughs> yeah. Throw it in there. You're like, yeah. we got to do that too. Exactly. <laughs> cool had you ever traveled before like coming um, to college yeah 
Uh, my family, we took a little family vacation to Jamaica. Uh, we went to Ocho Rios, so that was pretty cool. It was it was actually a, a cruise. Okay. So we visited uh, Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. Wow. Yeah, so that was super awesome. But before that, not really outside the, the country, but yeah, so. Got you. So you felt like college could help supplement your desire to keep traveling because yeah, exactly. you had this, you know, experience on the cruise, but you're like, I want to see more. Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I just remember, like, going into my senior year of college, like, you know, I have to do something to make... I guess my college experience much more memorable. I mean, I had a lot of fun, you know, I've learned a lot of things, but I'm like, I have to do something else. And when I saw the the opportunity to study abroad, like in another country, two countries at that, like I just jumped at the opportunity. And so that was, I guess for me, my, my last hurrah type of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. So with the study abroad program, what countries were included in that? So the program was uh, about two weeks. It was six days in Dubai, and then there was six days in India where, you know, we visited, we had company visits, and we would see different um, sites and, you know, monuments and things like that and really learn about, like, both of the cultures, which, you know, were two completely different cultures, but Mm -hmm. it was really awesome. I had so much fun. Man, yeah. congratulations. Thank That's you. Yeah, huge, yeah. dude. I can't believe you got to go to India and Dubai. Like, yeah. And let alone get into the study abroad program. Like, I know that kind of been easy. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people get really concerned at the first look, you know, for the study, as far as the study abroad program. It can be very pricey and expensive. Mm-hmm. But they do have things that help with that as far as, like, financial aid. And, of course, you can get scholarships, mm-hmm. which is all things that I did to just help me um, ease, I guess, the payment process. Yeah. And um, I had, like, everything paid for what? for my trip. So it, it was awesome. Like, definitely, if you're going to consider, like, a studying abroad program or traveling, you know, definitely expenses is, you know, a big concern. But if you put it too much of your concern on, you know, what you're going to be spending, like, you might not even, you know, get around to leaving the country, like, you're not going to jump on that opportunity, it'll pass you by. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, you'll leave college and yeah, look back and kind of regret, like, I wish I had done that. Yeah, like, you're like, oh, man, it was too expensive, I wish I did this, but I didn't have the money when, you know, there's so many ways to help, you know, finance, mm-hmm. I guess, that trip or, you know just that program that you're trying to do and so and I took advantage of that so yeah great great job of taking advantage of just the resources that are out there and yeah. getting scholarships and yeah. all kinds of resources <laughs> to have it paid for I, must, I can't even imagine how nice it was just yeah. to go oh and be like all of that's already paid for it's done I'm just here to enjoy the experience yeah for sure like the the meals I will say all of the meals were not paid for so you know some nights you have to i guess fend for your own but what i found out was like even in dubai you know even though it's like the richest country in the world their prices are for i guess i guess like the things that you buy there is equivalent to the price of something that you would buy here in the states like you know there's not they don't pay any taxes on any of their things like 
whatever you buy is like at a flat rate. So that was awesome. That's nice. But it, I think by 2018, they're they gonna start adding taxes. So huh. yeah, so, so they came at a good time. Yeah, so <laughs> I actually went at a, a great time. But even still, the taxes are gonna be like less than five percent. And you know, here in the states, we pay like a seven percent tax on like all our purchases. So buy was not expensive at all like my whole mindset of you know it being like the richest country in the world you know everything is just going to be super pricey and like super tax but it really wasn't huh. yeah how so, interesting yeah wow well can you tell me a little bit more about your experience in dubai i'd love to hear about how that was and then hear about your experience in india too just some of the highlights for me we got to visit the burj khalifa wow was most people know as the tallest building in the world. I actually got to travel to not the very, very top floor, but one of the highest floors up, like a tourist type level. And it was amazing. Like you can see all of, you know, the United Arab Emirates from that floor. Like you can see the Palm Jumeirah, Palm Island, um, the World Islands. It was so amazing. The view was crazy. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. Not just that, I also uh, went to Dubai Mall, which is the biggest mall in the world. They said it takes about a week to visit every store in there, which I did not try to do. I wanted to. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, re yeah, right. But it was so amazing. And then just another takeaway for me was definitely the culture. Mm. I had so many misconceptions about, you know, Arabic culture or Muslim culture and just how they dressed and, you know, just ultimately like the way they lived their lives like I was you know completely I want to say thrown off like I I was shocked and I was surprised how wrong I was mm. yeah like just seeing that you have areas where you can grow in your understanding of the, the other cultures yeah like one of the biggest misconceptions I had and I'm almost ashamed to say this but was about how, I guess, the women were viewed over there. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I thought, you know, the men had, like, all the say-so in the family. Mm -hmm. The women didn't really have a voice, you know. Essentially, they were, like, treated as, like, you know, their husband's property. But, man, was I wrong. I also got to visit uh, this center. It was a, um, it was a mosque. What they turned into a center for cultural understanding, wow. so for like visitors and tourists, and I really learned a lot. Like as far as women, there, like fifty three percent of the women population hold prominent positions within the workforce. As far as mm -hmm. like you know CEOs or like engineers and COOs and things mm -hmm. like that. You know, you think those be like male dominant you know roles or you know positions within a company but 53 percent like that's a huge number yeah. and also like how even though they still have arranged marriages a lot of it is still you know the woman has to agree to it and the woman has a lot of say so within the process mm -hmm. it's not like hey, you're going to marry this guy, and that's it. You have no say-so. Like, he's your husband. Like, she actually has a voice. She can say, yes, okay, I would like to marry this man. You know, he looks like, you know, someone that can uh, provide for me f financially and help me build a family.
that's something that they really cherish over there is family, you know, more so than the money or the lavish way of living, but just really um, loving one another as a family and building up their family. Also, I, I just want to mention is how, you know, the woman is almost half like, you know, it was kind of like in my household growing up, but like how the woman has all the say-so, like my mom, and, you know, the husband pretty much has to agree with his wife. <laughs> um, it, it's really cool. Like, I like I was, like, totally wrong of what I thought about the women over there. Like, they are truly cherished and held to, like, a high pedestal. Like, they really love their women. It's not what the, the media portrays at all. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate your honesty and saying, like, you know, this is hard to admit that I, I had this this view in my head or this stereotype towards, like, yeah. Middle Eastern countries. And But I, I, I also will say, yeah, I think in the States we do have this very skewed image. Uh, and I, I know we talked the other day a little bit, and the U.S. kind of portrays and kind of singles people and labels people in a certain way. So um, I definitely can relate and I'm still shocked that it is a lot different than what you hear in the media. Um, Because I've, I too have thought like, well, like how do the women feel and haven't really been able to know, but you were actually able to talk to someone that was a woman in the country that you're in Dubai, right? Yes. Like women are definitely like very empowered um, in the Muslim, I guess, society. Uh, one thing also I can say about Dubai is only 30% of their uh, population is, I guess, nationalist. Like, 70% of their, I guess, population is people who've traveled there to work and do business mm-hmm. and are essentially tourists as well. Wow. Like, that's... That's a big chunk. Yes. Like, 30%. you know, like, only 30% of them are actually from there. Wow. You know, 70 percent of the population is from somewhere else so you know you really get a sense of how truly diverse they are and how welcoming and accepting they are to other cultures you know they still have you know some of the things that you know they do as far as like you know how they dress and their appearance and you know some culturally things you know that I guess we um we wouldn't do here in the states Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's just all culture and, you know, it's really relative to the way they live their lives and then how we want to live our lives over here. So, yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Have you have you ever thought, like, maybe I could do business in Dubai one day? Like, with Oh, your... yeah. It's <laughs> funny because me and, like, everyone that I was with and that participated in the study abroad trip with me, like, all of us were saying, like, by the second, third day, like, hey, we need to move here. Like, we need to start a business, you know, or work in one of these firms. Like, I, I remember one of the companies we visited was the DIFC, which was a center for essentially helping foreign investment into the country, okay. um, helping, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, start up a business within, you know, Dubai and how to you know, get it funding and off the ground and making sure it follows the right protocols and the right standards and things of that nature. And just seeing the company as a whole, like, it was, like, the building was super nice, you know, it was, like, state-of-the-art, uh, it was really fancy, like, 
Like, we all just was, like, in awe. Like, we was, like, taking pictures, like, <laughs> in shock. But I would definitely love to move there, to work there, to live there. One thing also that's, like, an added bonus for, you know, people that are, yeah, like, people that move there to, to work, like, within the country, to, they provide housing, they provide transportation, like, all expense paid. Like, you literally just go there to collect the paycheck like you can do like a crazy amount of saving like in dubai like i said they don't pay any person well now they do but then they didn't pay like any taxes like it's it's just a, a great look for someone who's really really wanting to branch off and like really start you know to have a foothold like in the world so and so it definitely seems like they're open and inviting people who love business. They really and are. They really are, are entrepreneurs. So that would be a good idea to be like, if anybody's an entrepreneur, you should definitely go check out Dubai. They'll support yeah. you through that transition. And you know, they're they're accepting to all. Um, one thing that just in all the company visits that we went to, one thing that you know Dubai is really trying to focus on is being the number one tourist destination in the world. Wow. A lot of people think, you know, because it's in the Middle East, you know, they, they're they so rich because of oil or, you know, they have gas or whatever. But only 10% of the country's wealth comes from oil. You know, they have a, a set uh, mindset of, you know, eventually this oil is going to run out. Mm-hmm. Then what are we going to do? That's why they, if you go to Dubai, you see so much innovation. You see so many skyscrapers and the lavish, you know, five-star hotels and restaurants and different things like that. Like, they really are truly trying to be the number one tourist destination in the world. So, it's really awesome. Man, well, I definitely need to put Dubai on my list, <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah, it's, it was great. Wow. And what, do you have any takeaways from your time in India, too? Like, how is that? Coming oh, yeah. from Miami and definitely going like to India, um, India was another great experience. Uh, I wouldn't dare compare India to Dubai in no way because they're just two completely different things on on their own. Um, one thing I can say about India as well is, you know, in New Delhi and alone there was about twenty one million people like wow. living in such a small city. And um, half of those, you know, people were below the poverty line, you know, in my opinion, was, you know, living in, like, complete shambles and, Mm -hmm. you know, just not the standard of someone over here Mm -hmm. would want to live in. But in all the expressions of of their, um, the people I would see on the street, like, of their faces, like, they were happy. Like, it was more so about family and togetherness Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, trying to have this lavish lifestyle or, you know, try to appear as if, you know, they, you know, have this or that or anything like that. Like, they really, really, um, just enjoy one another's company, um, what, just even in still like the hotel that I was staying in, um, the Taj Mahal hotel, like they they have this saying, um, and you know some people might, you know, I don't know, be weirded out by it, 
um, but they see their guests as gods to like you know to make sure you know our guests are treated to I guess like the highest standard like while they stay here like it's it's funny because I felt like every morning when I left my room to go get breakfast there was always someone in the hallway just there to say good morning to me or mm. to want to help me like with my bags or just help me with any questions that I had like it, it was it was a little weird and I felt like it was a little much at times but you can tell like in their faces that they was really sincere like India's customer service is like on another level like yeah. I've it's something I've never experienced here like in the states like you have people that go above and beyond but I felt like like everyone in that hotel was trying to go above and beyond to really make me feel welcome so it was really cool like India is a completely separate world from Dubai but something I truly appreciate it as well wow it sounds like gratitude is just kind of like written all over them yeah it it really is like having like not having much but still being able to be grateful for family and grateful for what you have and not kind of getting bogged down by the day-to-day like burdens that we can put on ourselves here sounds like not only is the Indian culture like one that's super grateful for what they have and the family that they have but even in Dubai it sounded like you had the same similar experience of in America we can have these kind of stereotypical views on women and their culture and how they dress and their roles in the family but yet they are so much more grateful for family than the extravagant thing so yeah for sure would you say that you feel like you noticed that the like people were just more grateful for family would you say that or would you say that's just something that you noticed yeah i can say like just far as just being in dubai and even being in india it's more so about the way of life for them Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know finding a means to an end you know some people you know work for a living um and then, you know, you have other people who work to live. Um, and, and they are definitely, I can say for Dubai and India, you know, like in their culture, they they more so look at the, the way of life that they want to live. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't incorporate, you know, family and togetherness and just being around their family if if their job is like taking them or pulling them away from their family for too much mm-hmm. you know that's not something you know they want to be a part of or have associated with them you know I know for you know sometimes like even like in our cultures here in the states you know it's okay let me get to where I need to be 
and then everybody I guess I forgot about or I kind of you know left back then I'll pull them along the way but I just have to focus on me for right now but over there in India it's a completely separate attitude mm-hmm. where you know let's all help each other come up together mm-hmm. um, and also one thing I, I also learned as well was you know they have it, it's now illegal but they've had like caste systems that's really still embedded in their culture um even though it's illegal um to you know not allow someone to move out of their caste um because of you know where they were born but it's you can still see how it's deeply rooted in their culture and and what i mean by you know just um the different cast that they they are in so it's almost like people who are born in like a certain i guess hierarchy type of way of life so if you was born at the bottom and you didn't have nothing that's probably that's pretty much where you're going to stay and where you're going to die and if you were born like at the highest caste where you know you was born into royalty you know you have rich family rich relative you know you're gonna be that way you're gonna be set for you know the rest of your life and um and just seeing how that contrasts with you know just here in the states you know you can have someone who was nothing make a million dollars overnight um you can have you know people pretty much start up businesses and become like billionaires overnight and just seeing how different we are uh, as opposed to them was like really eye-opening man sounds like you had a lot of solid lessons that you walked away with from your time in Dubai and in India just contrasting how you've seen life growing up in the states to how people live in other foreign countries with all of the lessons that you learned do you feel like there's one that you're like, man, like, I'm going to take this back with me and this is going to kind of change my outlook when you came back to the States? Definitely just feeling like how I was, like, I've, I've truly felt accepted and, you know, in a foreign country, whether it was Dubai and or India, how, you know, I was treated, just how I can apply that to my life, you know, and the people I meet and, you know, some of the things I share and, and do and and how I interact with people, I felt like, you know, I can truly have the the people in my life feel, you know, special to me as well um, as I am to them and really have them feel as, you know, I truly care for them, whether, it, you know, it be me saying it or showing it. Um, that's something I feel like, you know, after my trip, I wasn't doing enough. Um, you know, it's one thing to to know you love someone, but then it's another thing to, you know, call them up and say, hey, super random, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you just essentially, you know, made that person day and you didn't even know it. Like, just the little things like that. And I feel like I can really take that, you know, away from just my experience. So for you, being able to go into another country 
and feel welcomed no matter based off of race or what country you're from or where you're born is something that you really want to learn how to continue to do with your friends and family and even people you meet just showing them that you care yes and that you're grateful for them exactly man thank you so much josh for just sharing about your time i mean I definitely would put it on my list to go see Dubai yeah, and India because for sure you I've never to. been there, but I would love to. And even just to see, meet people the way you did and get to talk to them and hear their stories and their experiences and even maybe correct some of my worldviews from what sometimes we're brought up hearing. But thanks so much for your time, man. Thank you. I really Thank you appreciate again. it. I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this interview as much as I did. I know... I feel like I said wow a billion times in this interview because there's just so much that I learned from Josh that I just didn't know. I think that was the biggest thing that I took away from this interview is that sometimes we have these perceptions about other cultures or other countries and it isn't until you're immersed in it that you really can tear down some of those stereotypes or even prejudices that get formed subconsciously um, from things we hear in media or sometimes are taught. And so... I definitely think for me personally, I walked away wanting to check my prejudices and stereotypes at the door and I see people and really just want to get to know their story more once again. And I hope that you can take maybe some nuggets from this interview with Josh and use them in your interactions with people going into this week and that you have a really great one. 